Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. On today's show, you and I do a little bit of learning online. First off, if you're new to this show, welcome. It's good to have you. This is a show which is all about how some of the most interesting and innovative brands today are mobilizing their masses, taking advantage of the experiences of, the, of their customers, their fans, their followers to become more authentic. And today I'm on with Coursera and their chief marketing officer, Kim Caldbeck. This is a really interesting conversation, not only because I've had a bit of an interest in education, you just heard the interview with Harvard Business School not too long ago, but also because Coursera is in an interesting spot right now. Students all over the place have been displaced with the coronavirus and they're not in class, but they're doing a lot of online learning through their universities. But overall, this trend of learning online has caused quite the boom for Coursera as well. And so we talk all about what's new with the business. We talk about some of the more interesting classes offered, including one on happiness. And of course, we also talk about how the brand leverages the groundswell that are the experiences of the millions of learners that they have on their platform. That as well as advice on how to build a better brand, as you know, we always have that. So I'm really excited to show this one to you today or to have you listen to it. So I'll back off and let you do that. So without further ado, please enjoy our podcast from today with Coursera's Kim Caldbeck. All right, everybody, it's time to take you to school. I'm here with Kim Caldbeck from Coursera. Kim, thanks so much for joining the show today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. It's so great to talk to you specifically right now, because in the world of education, uh, of course, with the current circumstances, obviously people are, who are getting sick is very serious. But in terms of general displacement, my guess is there's a huge cut of the population in students who are experiencing it heavily and then being largely young, probably for the first time. So I'm guessing it gives quite the opportunity and also the opportunity to be compassionate to Coursera. So I want to learn a little bit more about the business, what you're doing there, and of course, how you're illuminating the stories of your students every single day. But I'll, I'll do that in just one second. I want to start with uh, your journey to this point. What brought you to Coursera? Obviously, I know you got a, a heavy tech background, many, many years at Facebook. What about education and about Coursera drew you in and what keeps you excited every day to be there? Sure. So I have always been a marketer and I knew that I was passionate about that after studying sociology and psychology. So all about really understanding people. And I think what I found out early was that I was most interested in understanding how products and services could truly meet the needs of people and make their lives better. And so I started in brand consulting and then went back to business school and discovered uh, really what areas could I apply my marketing skill set where I knew I could have the biggest impact on making people's day-to-day -day lives better? And that led me to really explore the startup world and also the tech world, which the combination of um, are really leading a lot of the innovations in terms of changing the way that people can go about their day-to-day -day life and what's available to them. I started at Apple and was working on uh, iPhone app marketing, which was kind of in the early app days. And uh, was one of the things that was definitely changing how we did everything. I think now it's hard to imagine uh, not doing anything through apps on your phone and then went to Facebook uh, because it truly was changing the way that people connect to each other and form relationships and therefore experience their, their world around them. And uh, I've always been looking for missions and purpose that I can connect to in that way. And after having my first child, a daughter, 
uh, was looking for the next step after Facebook. And it was really important to me to go somewhere where I felt like every day I was having a meaningful impact. And education was the area that jumped out right away in terms of something that was both really important to me growing up as well as an area that I care about for my own children. And uh, Coursera was a place that it was really obvious uh, was having a big impact and really transforming the way that people were able to access quality education and democratizing that that access to people around the world. Um, and so in terms of what drew me to Coursera, I think it was that the mission, first of all, um, you know, education isn't the only solution to every problem in the world, but it is part of the solution to, I think, pretty much every problem in the world and uh, and the people and the culture at Coursera as well. Um, it was a place that I felt really recognized the full person and where I could show up as a new mom and just do great work and make my life work around that. And that was really important to me as well. Now, I have to ask because you've brought that up and it's a fantastic journey to this point, by the way. And I, I think that was eloquently put that education has a part in the solution to most everything going on in the world. Um, I, I'm reminded of, of our founder, Catherine, who's home right now, uh, with her three children and, and, and helping to, uh, to deliver, uh, the day's lessons. Uh, is that something you're going through yet? Or, uh, or perhaps it's just the, the joy of being at home with, with, with three young kids right now. That's, uh, providing a lot of spice to the life of you got to do every day of leading this brand. It is. It's a CMO by certain hours and homeschool teacher by others. I, I was very careful not to say day and night because it's not that clear cut. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so yes, I am enjoying putting myself on the other side of actually trying to learn how to educate a kindergartner. Um, and it's amazing what these kids are going to grow up being able to do and to think about what that looks like down the road um, as people find new modalities to learn. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the new ways in which everybody's having to adapt right now, and especially as that applies to learning, is uh, highly interesting and will likely be highly formative, especially for those uh, for those children, really, who are going through the educational experience and this experience for the very first time. Yeah. If I could talk for a second about, you know, students, regardless of age right now, plenty sure. of folks impacted by the current circumstances. Everybody must be staying at home. Everybody can't be in school now. There's a wonderful opportunity uh, for Coursera, and I think it's probably obvious what you are doing, and maybe the listener even knows as well. Maybe the listener has taken advantage of this, but could you explain some of the ways in which Coursera has responded? Yeah, so just to tell you a little bit more about what we do at Coursera, we're an online learning platform that enables people around the world, uh, truly anyone, there's no admissions requirements or anything like that to access online courses all the way through to full degrees, bachelor's, master's degrees uh, from the world's best universities and companies. And we try to offer that at an extremely affordable price. And what is, has really shifted is that all of a sudden, um, you know, learning is essential online for many of the students who are now displaced. I think earlier this week, there were 1.5 billion students in uh, universities who can't go to school anymore, which is about nine out of every 10 students. And so those students are suddenly looking for new ways to learn. And some universities have uh, been much more on the forefront of, of building online curriculum and courses, but many others haven't. And so one of the first responses that Coursera put together was to enable universities to access our catalog 
um, of over 4,000 courses and make those available to students who have been impacted from the virus and, and close of schools for free. And so that's something that we're offering to universities around the world. Any university can come to Coursera and take advantage of that. Separately, uh, we also have put together a number of course collections that people can take for free. Um, we know people are going through all kinds of different challenges right now from uh, actually learning school to also just areas like mental health and well-being or needing to look for new jobs as uh, employment circumstances change. And so we were also really um, honored to be able to put together free courses and collections for people who are looking for courses on mental health and well-being, courses for high school students, college students, courses for career development, um, and also actually courses for understanding public health. We even have um, a course or two on COVID-19 from universities like Imperial um, and University of Michigan who are leading a lot of the research on what happens next. So it's been um, a very, uh, it's obviously a very trying time for everyone. And, um, you know, we, we are um, really inspired by how people are trying to learn and adjust to this time and doing our best to um, provide these opportunities for people to learn from home and, and find, find uh, opportunities in this new normal. Yeah, new normal is right. And find ways to adjust and to adapt to this change is lucky luckily something that that I think you all are making easier um, you know with with regard to any subject of study and and I believe even even a course on happiness is that right yes that's right one of our most uh, highest volume courses is the science of well-being from an amazing professor from Yale Lori Santos um, and she is phenomenal. It's always been a top course. And in this time, it's actually even more popular as people are trying to adjust to uh, this new life. Yeah. That adapting to change and adjusting to circumstances uh, is, of course, um, going to uh, keep people on their toes, but but possibly have a lasting impact on making people more dynamic and just able to react to things like this in the future. And it may not be a virus, but it may be other things. And, and I'm loading this question a little bit with that backstory because I want to know some of the principles that you're instilling in your team, either either right now or what you have been doing over the last two uh, couple of years to make for uh, the best Coursera possible. I would imagine yeah. that adapting to change is part of that, but I would just like to get into your head a little bit about what you look for in, in fellow leaders. Sure. So two things jump to mind. Uh, one is passion for what we're doing. One of the most amazing things about working at Coursera is it truly is a place where everyone who works there just wants us to be as wildly successful as possible because what we are trying to accomplish in terms of enabling anyone to transform their life through education and, and our mission to or our goal in doing that is truly that anyone, regardless of their background, can go from wherever they are today to wherever they want to go. Um, and so people who care about that above, you know, what they're working on or their role. Um, and so that passion really drives all of us and allows for a really amazing collaborative culture. Um, and then the second thing is we're, we are in uncharted territories and this is true of any startup, but we're trying to do things that have, have never been done before. And so people who uh, are not complacent with the status quo, who are always looking for how things could be better, um, and who are looking to innovate and, uh, and, think creatively about solving new problems and challenges. Sure. Then 
let's shift for a second from from the employee side and the internal side uh, sure. at Coursera to uh, to the other side. I mean, all of these people who are now experiencing, but they, they could be experiencing Coursera for the very first time, but they could also yep. be longtime students, folks who uh, are are learning everything new nowadays through your platform. And, and maybe they're even, I, I noticed on LinkedIn, and I was doing a little bit of research prior to this, like a lot of uh, the, the accolades and accreditations coming from Coursera. I thought, was, I thought that was a great mm-hmm. way of drinking the Kool-Aid and how you're presenting <laughs> it. Um, but folks are picking up new skills, learning to... Uh, learning to deal with this virus, learning to be happy. I mean, all these different things. On this show, we talk a lot about how brands are leveraging the stories that their consumers have to tell Mm -hmm. and in conjunction with that business. Now, there is little more inspirational or motivational than anybody who is going and seeking a better life for themselves through education. I mean, you said it yourself. It's a solution to a lot of problems, if not part of the solution to all of them. So there must be, uh, in line with the millions of learners, millions of stories. Yeah. Well, how, how do you grasp that? I mean, how do you, how do you harness that? Is there a way that you do it at scale? Is that an opportunity? I I gotta yeah. know because it's a uh, it, it's it's a you know you learn through your phone, you learn through digital tools. It's also how people record. It's how people share. Seems obvious that you would, but I want to know how you do it. Yes, absolutely. Um, so one of the most inspiring things about my job is that I get to hear stories from learners around the world all the time and. Those stories range from, you know, someone getting a new job and finding a new opportunity, but they also include things like uh, someone being inspired through a social change course on educating young women in India about their rights as females and avoiding sexual abuse to um, people who are, uh, are, blind and able to learn with our accessibility features and have amazing careers in data science to um, people who have never had access to these types of universities and are doing this, um, you know, as their kind of uh, last step of learning um, as they are ill at the end of their life. Um, And so it's a full range. And that's kind of the power of learning, I think, is it affects people in really personal ways, not just um, not just career outcomes, but certainly that's a huge part of it. Um, and so one of the things that's also that we hear a lot from people when they're first getting acquainted with Coursera is that sounds too good to be true. How can I take a course from Yale for free? Um, or how can I earn a you know leading top five, 10 in the world master's degree for $20,000? Um, and so using our real learners and the real professors and the real universities is, is central to our marketing strategy because the number one thing we need to communicate is it's not too good to be true. This is a real experience. People are, um, and online learning, uh, which we're all learning now has evolved significantly and they're, they're really phenomenal experiences that are possible learning online today when people, when, when universities have had the time to structure them and create them. And, you know, when you do enroll in these programs, you are truly learning from the same instructors you would have on campus um, and, and the real students that we're having are having these incredible outcomes. And so um, in everything we do from a creative perspective, uh, our philosophy is, is generally to try to feature real learners and real professors everywhere we can. Um, and the way we get to those testimonies, we actually have, uh, surveys that run at the end of courses where people can fill out their comments. And we have an ongoing learner outcome survey that students get 
our learners get about six months after completing a course that asks about their outcomes. And so those get automatically pulled into a database that we then can search when we're looking for different types of stories that we can bring to life through our marketing efforts. Well, that's great too. I mean, that is, uh, of course, probably an element of learning that the traditional schooling experience might not provide. I mean, I don't remember really. I mean, uh, the, the, the opportunity I had to leave a leave a review of a class that I took. I mean, like normally yeah. I get out of that. No, I get out of that final. I'm out of there. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, uh, I wanted to be elsewhere, but, um, you know, of course, obviously in online, it's a little bit different. It's a different ball game. Um, so the ability to be able to collect feedback right there uh, on, on your learners and use that as a platform for change and, and for betterment is really great. Yeah. Um, so with all of these different ways people can learn in mind and all the different subjects they can be learning on and all the stories that you uh, harness and that you've just said, happen every single day. Are there a few that, that stick out? I'm sure a couple come across your desk that you can't help but give a double take to. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> um, I understand it's probably like picking your favorite child and that's nothing to speak of the three you have at home, but I am, I am, yeah. I am curious. Yeah. The one that I mentioned before actually is one of my favorites, but I'll tell you why. So there's a woman who uh, was learning in this course um, and her final project was to uh, think about how she could make the world a better place. And um, she ended up having, finding a career educating school children in India and in rural villages about sexual abuse. And what she talks about in her story is you know, the ripple effect that that has. So when we tell stories on Coursera, I always tell our team, I never want it to end with the transactional element of someone came to Coursera, took this course, and then they got a job. I always want to extend that ripple as far out as possible. And so it's, I got a job, but then what did that do for them emotionally? Did it build their confidence? Did it make them feel um, more highly of themselves? What did that, that change in them then do for their family? Uh, did it change what they were able to provide for their kids or the example they were able to set? And then from there, how did it change their community and ultimately the world? And the stories that I found the most powerful, find the most powerful are the ones where uh, people are talking about that ultimate kind of not just personal gain that they found, but how they've then uh, been inspired to make a difference in their communities and the worlds around them. Um, and that happens all the time. Well, uh, of course, powerful stories like that. I'm glad that they do happen all the time. And of course, um, to be that impactful uh, is something special. I'm sure you, not, not everybody gets the opportunity to do that. Um, so it's good <laughs> that you're able to. I get teared up a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm guessing so. Um, what? Uh, let's talk a little bit about purpose for a second, just in terms of values driven. Obviously, there's plenty of purpose driven marketing being done right now around, you know, giving educational tools out freely to students. But I'm curious in some of the other ways in which Coursera is, is actively and, and sort of consistently values driven. Sure. Um, so from the very beginning, our founders, uh, Daphne Kohler and Andrew Ng, had a commitment to make the course content on Coursera free. And so in general, there's two options for people when they come to Coursera. Um, they can, there's actually three options there. They can um, choose to essentially watch all of the videos and consume course content for free. They can pay to earn certificates for that content or complete um, more rigorous assignments. 
or they can choose financial aid. And every course on Coursera has financial aid available as well. And anyone um, can go submit a request for financial aid and be granted it as long as it's a real request. And so um, from the very beginning, we actually um, provide financial aid and the millions of dollars of value um, for, for students around the world, in addition to the course content that is already free. Um, in addition, we have uh, been working with our degree partners to be able to lower the cost of degree programs. So a lot of what we do um, in that way is, is price and cost related, and that's a key part of accessibility. Um, and then the kind of non-cost component is also uh, the true accessibility component, which is part of our partners um, and many higher education institutions mandates as well to make sure that the learning is accessible to people with different disabilities. Um, and so that's another area that we've um, really tried to hold ourselves to a high bar on to make sure that the courses we offer truly are accessible and we've broken down those barriers, but whether it be, be price or, or disability related. Yeah, I guess that, you know what, is, is uh, I guess maybe ignorant of me, I wasn't even thinking about how financial aid might apply to online like learning tools, but it makes mm -hmm. complete sense now that you're saying it. Um, yeah. And I'm glad that that's part, I mean, making education accessible is obviously important. And well, you just said it, I, I couldn't have said it better, whether it's on either of those dimensions um, is obviously going to make a big difference in, in somebody's life. Perhaps it's on that note about being compassionate and not understanding it's what you're doing with people who are financially stressed, people who are experiencing disabilities, people who are just displaced right now. Yeah. Obviously, as we've stated on this show and as you've explained, a great opportunity to be uh, connecting better with the people that Coursera serves as, as well as to just be compassionate generally. And that is really authenticity in my mind. Uh, you know, Obviously, working through your consumers as, as a great mouthpiece is, is one way, but Another way is having that compassion, having that kindness. So what I always do with everybody on this show and what I'll do with you as well is to ask for a little bit of your advice. Uh, mm -hmm. And it might be a little bit of a repeat of what you've said previously on this very interview, but marketers listen to this show all the time in order to build better brands. And it really does come down to yep. building more authentic relationships with people. And I've had the pleasure of doing this some 70 odd times now across industries and with, with titans of industries. And I'm curious, um, just for the folks who are listening in, who are either sole proprietors or all the way up at Fortune 500 companies, regardless, people trying to emulate your path, what advice you might have for those on the building blocks to creating a more authentic brand, perhaps based on your own experiences? Sure. So I think what's important to me as I think about the role of marketing generally is it's not just about communicating what exists. It's about really understanding what the audience that you're trying to serve needs. And so when I think about how to build a powerful brand, when I think about my role, what excites me is being able to really understand the end audience and think about how our product actually could evolve to better serve that audience so that when we go out and tell these stories, they're, they're more and more compelling and they're able to truly meet people's needs in a bigger way. And so the advice that I would have or kind of my thought on this is that great marketing is not actually just about marketing. It's about making sure that your product offering is truly adding value to the audience that you're serve, serving and working with your product teams and internal teams to uh, enhance that value in ways that are really meaningful to people. 
Um, and if you can do that, then then it's relatively easy to to do the marketing piece of it. Yeah, interesting. Well, I really appreciate that. Um, and uh, you know, having that forward thinking mentality is uh, is really great. You know, a lot of times I. Well, I just I want to say I like that advice. Sometimes I get advice that that is uh, maybe it's a maybe it's because of the way I ask it, but I really appreciated the way that you put that. Um, so for for all of this, I, I really uh, now I'm gonna have to go check out either that happiness course or something else, yes. um, and and see what I'm gonna do. And folks, I encourage you to do the same because let's be honest, you're all sitting at home. You all got a little more free time than you thought you did, don't you? So uh, you know, or maybe you don't. Maybe you teach. Maybe hey, maybe you're teaching your kids math. You know who knows? But uh, in either case, this is a fantastic cause and a fantastic way to learn all the time and. Uh, you know, Kim, thanks for being at the helm of this brand and for sharing a little bit of your perspective with me here today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much to Kim Caldbeck from Coursera for joining the show today. Every time I go on that website, I just like feel like learning a new skill. Like even if I wasn't previously interested, I just suddenly become interested. So maybe I'll go over there again and see what else I become randomly into. If you enjoyed today's show, here's what you can do. It's really simple. Go to LinkedIn. All right. Because we're there. I mean, I'm there, Adam Connor, personal profile. You can message me, let me know what you think about the show. That's all well and good. But there's also a showcase page, Authentic Influence Podcast. It's where our shows go, other little tidbits about the show, preview for what's coming up next, all that good stuff. I encourage you to follow it. I assume you're already subscribed. That's probably how you found this episode. And and if you are subscribed across iTunes or Spotify or whatever, just stay subscribed and let us know what you think, maybe with a rating and review. But if you're not subscribed, go ahead and do it. It's free. And every interview will come straight to you as soon as it's released, generally on Mondays and Thursdays. Can't wait to have you be a part of this community. I'll be back again in just a few days with another fantastic podcast with a brand mobilizing its masses and becoming more authentic along the way. And until then, for Authentic Influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.